0: We're back with episode 3 of Minds for Medicine. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, we have the pleasure of hearing from another OBGYN resident from the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania, Dr. Hannah Riles. Dr. Riles is in her fourth year of residency, which is the last year for OBGYNs, so we will get to hear a reflection of her time in residency at Penn as well as her plans for moving into fellowship which is the next stage of training as an OBGYN physician. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Riles. We're so fortunate to hear from you.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I feel fortunate to be
0: featured. (laughs) Yeah, so to start off, would you mind telling us a little bit of background about you and how you became interested in a career in medicine?
1: Yeah, Um, so as mentioned, my name's Hannah. my dad was in the army, the US Army. So he grew up moving around a lot. Um, but I did spend a significant amount of time overseas. So I moved to Japan when I was eight with my family and was in a couple different like military bases. And then ultimately we ended up in Tokyo for high school. Um, and I think no one in my family is in medicine. Um, and like I didn't know any doctors growing up really. I just had the routine visits you know with your pediatrician and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. um it was really in high school I think where I knew that I really liked learning and I really liked um the idea of kind of constantly learning and then also I knew I wanted to do something where I um was able to feel like I was helping people and so I think I just I actually don't know how the original idea got into my head um but I thought about being a doctor I maybe someone had mentioned oh, oh that's you know a career which you can help people um and learn science and I always really liked science as well and so yeah I kind of thought about it in high school it was probably like I think it was around sophomore year sophomore and junior year that I started to become really interested in it um and like other things that I had really liked was I really liked um or I had really Thought about becoming like a guidance counselor or a psychologist which I think are kind of similar things um and then but it was really when I was starting to apply for colleges that I knew that I wanted to go somewhere um that kind of I could focus on being pre-med
0: what was your school like in Tokyo
1: I was at an international school it's called the American School in Japan which is just this like international school that's located in Tokyo and um yeah, I was really fortunate to get to go to that school because it was a really good high school and that um, it, it had a lot of focus on science and STEM and um, mm-hmm. there was like great guidance counselors and, you know, it, it was really helpful for me when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. People were there to help me figure that out.
0: Oh, nice. And um, were the classes like similar to how they're structured in the US? Like, Yeah,
1: we had a lot of like I think it's basically it's it's interesting with international schools there's usually either they go AP programs or IB and ours was AP so we had took like regular I took like AP US history and all those courses um it was very similar I think to probably what a high school in um, the states would be like
0: and when you were in high school what kind of things did you spend your free time or like your summers doing Yeah, I think um,
1: one summer, I think I did like a volleyball camp. Um, And then my parents are very uh, Christian. And so I did go to to like Bible camp a lot of summers too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Some summers, I also um, did this thing. I worked at the school, so it's called um, summer day camp where you could be a guidance counselor at the school. And so I really, I've always really liked working with children. And, um, I actually originally went into medicine thinking I was going to be a pediatrician because I really just enjoyed working with kids and that kind of aspect. And so, um, I did that for a couple summers to kind of make, save some money. And then one summer I went, um, with my now husband to Thailand, um, and we taught English for a couple of weeks and then also got to like travel around Thailand, which was fun.
0: That's amazing. So looking back, is there anything you would tell your past like high school self or is there anything you wish you knew in high school or college before you started your journey into medicine? Um, I
1: think, and people had told me this, but it is a really, really long road. Uh, and I just remember all the time that people would pull me aside when they found out I was pre-med and. pre-med tell me it's a really long road. Are you sure you want to do this? Um, like people in medicine would tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I always didn't really understand what they meant. And I kind of discarded it. I, I think it's important to just know that it is a long road. And so I'm kind of grateful that people told me that it was a long road. Um, but I I don't think you should be dissuaded by it unless you could see yourself really being happy doing something else as well Mm -hmm. um I really didn't see myself doing anything else once I kind of made up my mind that I wanted to do medicine um I didn't really even though I had in high school thought about other career choices like being a guidance counselor and things like that or being a teacher I don't think I seriously pursued those and I think that if you are pretty set on going into medicine it's a great it's a great Job, I feel really grateful to get to do what I do. And I, I feel really grateful that I like stuck to it and kind of continued on this road. But it is important to know that there are some sacrifices that kind of you have to make in order to to be in this career. Um, And so I think that that advice is, although it was Kind of confusing at the time. I now understand. Now that I'm kind of towards the end of um my training, I, I feel I know now what people meant that is a really long road. Um, and then I think other things that I wish I had known is that I was very kind of singularly focused on it, especially in college. I think in high school I was like, oh, I'm pre-med and I want to do well in college. And then in college, I really focused a lot on getting into med school. And I don't think it was to the suffering, like to the um detriment of my social life that much because I still have really really good friends from college but I do think I worried a lot more than I probably needed to because as long as you work hard and do the right things and um, I do recommend like seeking out early mentorship in college about like what the right courses to take and how to study for the MCAT and all that kind of stuff Um, as long as you're doing those things you'll probably get into a med school um, if you're doing all the right things and so that's the part you have to reach out early to make sure you're doing all the right things but um I think that I put a lot of unnecessary stress on myself to to get into med school if that makes sense
0: Mm -hmm. so you mentioned when you were pre-med people told you that it was like a really long road so what made you sure that this was the path for you
1: yeah I'm trying to think back to whether or not I had doubts about it. I think I didn't. I, and that, and I used to get, I don't think I actually had doubts about my career choice until actually med school, probably mm-hmm. funnily enough is, um, I think that I just knew that I wanted to be a doctor or thought I, or at least thought I wanted to be a doctor and was like, okay, well, these are the things I have to do in order to become a doctor. And, um, Honestly, looking back, I don't actually think I knew what it meant to be a doctor. <laughs> I uh always jokingly tell like my friends that it was in med school where we have this course called differential diagnosis at the end of the first year, where um a diagnosis, like a differential diagnosis for people who don't know is kind of if you see a patient and they're coming in with symptoms and um you aren't sure what they have, you build kind of a differential of like what you think that they could have. Mm-hmm based on evidence. And it's really similar to building an argument in that you would do for like a writing class or something like that. Like you're building a thesis statement and you have have supporting evidence for it. Um, but it was like this ground shaking moment in med school where I realized that that's what being a doctor was. And I realized like, I had always thought being a doctor just meant being compassionate. And like, that's something that I really enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed getting to know people and I really enjoyed, um, being empathetic and trying to help people when I could. And I didn't realize it was going to be so much uh, kind of analytical <laughs> use of my mind, I guess. Um, so I, I honestly do think I didn't have the best idea of what it meant to be a doctor, but I do think that fundamentally it was kind of like a choice that I didn't really look back on. I, I felt like I wanted to do it and I knew that it would be logistically a great career. Cause it's a steady job. I knew that I liked helping people and I knew that I would be able to help people as a doctor. And I knew that I would continually be able to learn. So I think those kind of things cemented it in my head as like, not a bad choice. Um, and then I feel like I kind of never really looked back, but I will say one thing is that I think a lot of times whenever I had doubts, which was generally not until med school, um, The doubts were usually when people would say things like, oh, in order to go into medicine, it has to be a calling. And so people would talk about feeling like they had a calling into medicine or that, you know, they were born to do it. They couldn't see themselves doing anything else. And I never felt that way. Like I felt like my choice was a very logical choice. And so I did feel, um, concerned at times that, I didn't feel this like quote unquote calling to go into medicine. And I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be in medicine. And so, um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how I made my choice.
0: Um, and what was the most surprising part of med school for you?
1: I think it was that, I think it was, I, I just had this idea that doctors walked around and, talk to patients and we're just like nice to people (laughs) and like I knew you had to be smart to be a doctor obviously and I knew that you had to um, learn a lot of information and I guess I just didn't realize how much information you would have to know and that it was just truly an endless amount of information Mm -hmm. that is out there and so that part really um, I guess caught me by surprise which is pretty embarrassing to say, I guess, because obviously if you ask anybody, they know that doctors are smart and have to work really hard. But, um, I really think I was drawn to the emotional aspects of being a doctor more so than necessarily the intellectual component, which I was interested in the intellectual component because I knew that it was something that I I do like to be challenged and I like to continue to learn. Um, but it was just shocking that it was so much to learn. Um, like nothing really prepared you for the amount of information that you have to know.
0: Mhm. And what was what was your like favorite class or like thing to study when you were in high school or in college? Ooh.
1: In high school I really liked um I really liked psychology. Like I had a psychology class, AP psychology. Um I really liked some like English literature. I remember just, I o- always loved to read. And so I remember there were some classes that I really liked just reading fiction books. Um, I remember I remember particularly reading Catcher in the Rye and it was just mm-hmm. really like eye-opening in high school. Um, and then I really liked AP U.S. History because I really liked challenging myself because I'm not a very good writer naturally. And so I remember really enjoying APUS history because it was one of the classes where I got to learn how to make an argument yeah and I found that that is something that I'm not the strongest in which is why I think it's hard for me sometimes to make differential diagnoses and make arguments because it's Mm -hmm. just not something that comes naturally to me but I enjoyed those challenges in high school
0: yeah I really liked APUS history too it was a a great class and I had a really good teacher and it's so cool to know that U.S. history, which is not something you typically think of as helping you in a medical career, it's it's really cool to know that that ends up being really helpful. And then kind of skipping ahead now to your experience in residency, mm-hmm. um, now that you're towards the end of it, what would you say, like can you think of most challenging case or time that you had during residency?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think the most difficult thing, and this might be a personal thing, I think everyone deals with this a little bit, but everyone deals with it to varying degrees and in different ways. But for me, it's been imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't think I really had doubts about going into medicine until med school and residency. It's just been exacerbated. So imposter syndrome, it just feels like when I got to med school, I had worked so hard to get there. It, and then I was surrounded by all these super smart people where I just felt like, how did I get in here? How did I belong? I didn't feel like I belonged. I felt like everyone else was smarter than me and, you know, more talented and more everything, like more compassionate, more um, efficient, more like outgoing, just better at me, better than me at everything. And so that was really hard. To deal with. Um, and then I think in residency, it felt the same way where I felt like all my co-residents were such amazing, amazing people. And I really admire the people I work with. And so I felt kind of like out of place a lot. And in reality, like if someone were to just look at me and look at my kind of resume on, on paper, they probably wouldn't think that they were like, oh, you went to, you know, a good college, you went to a good med school, like, of course you are there, but I think for me, I felt definitely like I've, I just, is this constant feeling of feeling like inadequate and not good enough mm-hmm. that I think has probably been the biggest challenge of residency. And it's hard because it's a challenge that I put on myself. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I think that there's just a sense that like, oh, I got this quote unquote far because I'm hard on myself. But I, what I'm starting to realize is that Um, it's not like it's important to give yourself grace and it's important to give yourself um, to be understanding with yourself when you're going through things and recognizing that you can really only just try your best and if your best is not good enough then you know that's fine because that's all you can do and so that's what I meant to when I was saying about advice that I would give myself in like my earlier self is that I just always think that I was a little too hard on myself and I always used to think of it as a good thing because I felt like that's what motivated me to keep like pursuing this career. But I do think that it does take start to take like, an emotional toll on you when you're constantly just feeling inadequate.
0: How do you think you were able to kind of push past that?
1: Yeah, I think it's taken a lot of time. I think talking with others about it has been really helpful because- especially in med school. Um, it felt like I was the only one feeling those things. And then I would talk to some friends who were, who felt the same way, who mm-hmm. friends who I saw doing all these things and being so amazing and, um, people who I would never thought would feel like this. And so recognizing that a lot of other people feel this way yeah. was helpful. um, and then I'm particularly interested because I do think that there is somewhat of a gender gap in people who feel imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's, um, it's just a lot more common in people who identify as women to have this confidence gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's partly the way that we're raised as women, you're not taught to be like as girls, you're taught to be humble and not brag and, you know, kind of always be self deprecating. And it's oh. just, I think it's ingrained in us since we're kids. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think that recognizing that it's kind of from society that I was taught to never, uh, you know, acknowledge my own successes, I think has helped me realize like, no, I don't want to be like that. Like I don't, I want to say thank you. when people give me a compliment. I want to be confident. I want to learn those skills. And so to me, I think it was a lot learning about the root of a lot of this and then realizing that other people are dealing with it too in different ways has really really helped because again like even my residency um colleagues like the co-residents I work with some of them have opened up about mistakes that they've made in medicine things that I would never expect them to do because I kind of idolize um I'm sorry idolize a lot of um, my co-residents and I think that they're just such amazing people and then I realize that they make mistakes or they feel unconfident sometimes it makes me feel a lot Better in a weird sense. Um, and then just like trying to be nicer to myself. So, giving myself grace and realizing that I'm a person and I can only do so much. And, you know, you can always be better, but um, I would never talk to other people the way that I talk to myself sometimes, I think. And just trying to be nicer to myself.
0: Point. Yeah. I think that's really useful advice, especially for like current high school and college yeah. students. You're probably feeling the same thing too. Yeah. Um, and then you've kind of talked about this, but how do you feel you've changed since the beginning of residency to now? Yeah. Um, I will like admit that it's sometimes
1: it is easy to feel a little bit quote unquote like burnt out sometimes by residency because it's just so long and um it's really tiring and I think that overall though I pride myself that I'm not super burnt I still really enjoy work like I feel almost every day really grateful and actually it's something that Dr. Salva um, when I was in med school and as a fourth year she kind of had this wellness talk as part of our boot camp and gave us all these gratitude journals these little paper gratitude journals and kind of talked about you know the importance of making sure to stay grounded and be grateful. And, um, I, in residency started to do this gratitude journaling thing where, um, at the end of every single day, I didn't do it every single day, but almost every day I would write down one thing that I was either grateful for or one thing I learned that day. And then sometimes I will admit like this notebook would be, um, filled with just rants to myself about like some, like a coworker or something. That I needed to just get off my chest that day. Um, but I do think that it's really helped me not feel super burnt out cause I do still feel very like fortunate to be where I am and to get to work with a lot of the patients that I get to work with and that they trust me to, to either deliver their babies or to help them with a certain problem that they're having. Um, but I think in terms of how it changed I yeah I would say that I don't know I definitely think I'm a little bit less hard on myself now I think I've developed a lot more confidence um and I've given myself a lot more grace and it's just made things easier that I'm not as hard on myself
0: definitely so now that you are a fourth year Mm -hmm. um next year yeah, you'll be you moving on to fellowship. Yes. So, what are some things that you're considering um, for your fellowship?
1: Yeah, I um, was actually fortunate that I've already matched to um, minimally invasive. Thank you. Yeah, so I applied into minimally invasive gynecologic surgery, or MIGS, mm-hmm. which is a two to three year, most places it's two year, to year fellowship in more surgical training. Um, in med school, I realized I really liked surgery. I really liked working with my hands and I really liked concrete problems that were um, fixable or, and then also I really liked the creativity in the OR and I really liked um, the teamwork aspect in the OR. And so I knew I wanted to do something a little bit more surgical and I made the decision probably second year of residency that I wanted to do something more surgical and that I wanted to probably do MIGS. And so I'm going to be going to Chicago next year and um, for, for sorry for fellowship which I'm really excited about
0: that's awesome and I think that's actually all of my questions yeah. so thank you so much this was really interesting and really valuable for me to hear and I'm sure everyone who's listening will feel the same way so
1: no problem I think one message I want to say is that it's important to just give yourself self-love I think that if you're considering this career, you're probably already someone that's a little bit hard on yourself. And I think that it's just really important to recognize to, um, you know, have support systems. That's the other thing I didn't really mention is that I feel really fortunate that I had always also viewed it because people told me it was a really long road. I knew that if I didn't enjoy the journey that I would look back like in 30 years and be like, well, what happened to med school what happened to college so i i also really um knew that i wanted to enjoy the the journey and so i feel like i was able to make a lot of good friends in college and a lot of good friends in med school that i have a lot of memories from and i don't regret that because otherwise what's the point if you're just working so hard towards something and then you finally get there you're going to be like well now i'm here what do i do but if you had fun along the way then And you were able to live your life and build support systems and um you know maintain your sanity i think that's the way to go about it
0: yeah definitely that's great advice
1: good luck everybody
0: (laughs) that concludes our third episode of minds for medicine I hope you all enjoy a restful holiday season and get to take some time for yourselves, as Dr. Riles reminded us. Thank you so, so much for listening today. And as always, please share any suggestions for future episodes with us on our Instagram at Minds for Medicine. See you next time.